making this case even more compelling is the fact that the entire confrontation was recorded. A monster is in the house. A 400-pound creep about to molest a 14-year-old girl in the shower. Stopped in his tracks when this marine dad goes commando to catch a predator. You are listening to the unbelievable audio of the ultimate fighting match between parents and pervert. Don't Brandon Moore exacts Texas-style revenge after he learns his best friend had been molesting his daughter Madeline for five years. He gave Crime Watch Daily permission to use her photographs. My plan was to murder him. Just straight up. Would have had no qualms. You really were going to kill him? Oh, absolutely. How did this disgusting deviant weasel his way into Brandon's family, grooming his young daughter to do the worst things imaginable? I'm not a child. The nightmare begins when Maddie's family moves from Minnesota to Waco, Texas. All right. The first person Brandon and his wife Leon meet, Away from their me. new neighbor, a single man named Sean oh, Foster. No. We came down one weekend. Leon and I drove down to buy a house, and that was the weekend that we met Sean Austin. Your very first weekend in Texas? Yes. He was parking in his driveway, and we were talking about that we couldn't afford the after-school program for oh, all yeah. three kids. And he said, what do you need me to do? And we said, well, we need somebody to pick up the kids after school. It's a hot Texas summer day, and he helps us clean the whole backyard. And I'm like, wow, here's a really nice neighbor. You know, who wants to be out here? Try to bully me. Then I'll find a lawyer. And these aren't threats. I'm just saying, I was playing crime on. Try to bully me. Like, you don't know what's going on. Try to play dumb. Play dumb. Where I've almost been murdered and it's all recorded. Like you don't kill the wrongfully convicted. You're working in the heat, let alone on somebody else's house. The so-called nice neighbor quickly becomes a member of the family. How big a part of the family did oh. John Foster become? A regular part of the family. We ended up switching house keys. He went on vacation with us. And oh. he had spent several holidays oh. with us. Everyone in the family called him Uncle Sean. Everyone but Maddie. Oh. I just wow. remember thinking, like, there's something wrong with this guy. Like, he's he's not okay. You instantly picked up on that. Yeah. Every time he came around, I felt sick before he even started doing things. Maddie, now 16 years old, wants the world to hear her horror story. Her father gave Crime Watch Daily permission to interview her. She says she was only nine years old when Foster began his sick seduction. He would take pictures of me. Naked? No. He'd be like, oh, turn around, and he would take pictures of my butt. Maddie says those seemingly innocent pictures turned into some not-so-innocent touching, something she says that confused her. You were being inappropriately touched, but you weren't sure. Yeah, like, I didn't have the words for it. Oh. I was nigh at first, and I was like... 
No. You know, why Why is he touching my chest? Like, I don't have anything there. As I got older, I was just like, okay, no one talks about what this is, so I must be the only person going through it. And I didn't want to come forward and be like, hey, this is happening. No. And have people say, oh, it's normal. Or have people say, like, oh, there's something wrong with you. Maddie seemed locked in a prison with a pedophile as her jailer. I remember that he wanted to take Madeline to go get her nails done. And so they went and got other little hairdo yeah. things and stuff like that, little barrettes for her to put yeah, in her yeah. hair. What kind of a man does right. that? And I remember thinking that's really weird. And Maddie yeah. came home upset. Yeah, I was man. like, what's going on? And he's like, oh, she, she oh, just got upset. She couldn't get her nails done. Leon and Brandon thought Maddie's depression was because of some oh, of the boys at school. But it was the adult creep across the street. Man. So when guys at school started calling me mean things and picking on me, it was just like, they know I'm a slut because, you know, Sean's been calling me that since I'm nine. So I obviously am. And so my stomach would hurt so bad from like being nervous and the anxiety. I would have to go down to the office to the nurse because I was in actual pain from all the stress. And finally got so bad. My mom was like, maybe you just go to school. The school. The problem wasn't the school. Oh. Maddie says she lived in fear. Did you feel threatened by him? Yeah. Yeah, I knew he had a lot of guns. So when they move a few miles down the highway to the Waco suburb of Lorena, she thinks that would be the end of her ordeal. But she says it only got worse. Foster still came over. And she says when she was in the shower, Foster surprised her by walking right into the bathroom. I hear the door open. I'm just like, what do I do? Am I just supposed to pretend like he's not in here? The door is shut. I was like, okay, he's gone. And Look away I from me. My face. Imagine. And I turned. No. Staring at me. I just stood there. Yeah, and right. Continue to suffer game, Donald Trump. Then Foster makes an offer. Sign up. Please try play a game. Saying, wait, my turn. Son of a bitch. Yeah. And then when she why you're trying to cover everything up and act like you can have a mother murdered still? And I was like, why are we getting that? Rape to death? Who said that? Sean. Skimpy shorts store. Yeah. And he bought them. Yeah. The warning signs were starting to flash red. Brandon says he thought it strange that Maddie got paid for doing no real work. So you think he just made up this whole I'll employ you at my pool company thing? To have more time with her. It was a pretty low-skilled type of position. She said, I don't want to work for Sean anymore. We said, why? And she goes, I don't know what I'm getting paid. Sometimes we just go to his house and we hang out. Maddie says one day while riding to a construction job, the conversation turned scary. He told me that he wanted me to try drugs. I was like, you have drugs? And he goes, yeah, I have some at my house. And that just scared me. I was like, oh, my God. So we're riding along, and then a few minutes later, he was like, I'm going to have sex with you. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to drug me and rape me. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is going to be it for me. This is as bad as it can get. That's when Maddie knew she would no longer be a silent victim. Ugh. That's the biggest thing that pushed me to tell, because I was like, that's too far. Oh, my God, this is going to go way farther than I thought it would. But just as she was about to tell, her father had the mother of all headaches and went to the ER. 
the doctor said, we think this might be a brain aneurysm. It's serious. Sean offered to watch Maddie. After all, he was her no. Uncle Sean. It turns out Brandon's headache was just a pulled muscle. But when they came home from the hospital, they had a rude awakening. Leon says Sean was sleeping in Maddie's bedroom. What did you think of that? It blew my mind. Why are you in my little girl's room? Go sleep on our bed if you want a bed. Or sleep on the couch. Absolutely. The next day, Maddie had to go to the doctor for a physical. Leon was running behind schedule, so Foster offered to take her. So I was a couple minutes late, and I walk in, and it's like the nurse has already got Maddie back there, and she's trying to get me to come, and Sean's bamboozling me. He's like, yeah, I was trying to go back, but they wouldn't let me. And so what was he trying to do? Go back into the appointment with Madeline and be in the exam room with her, which, why? I can tell something's wrong with her. And I'm like, so what's up? And she goes, well, he texts and drives, Mom. It happens a lot. And I'm like, is there anything else you need to tell me? And she goes, well, yeah, Mom. He touches me and he tries kissing me a lot. Leon is livid, but she waits until she gets home so she can tell Brandon in person. Sean's been touching Madeline. And he came over and he touched her while you were in the hospital. If she would have told me over the phone, I would have gone to the top and I would have killed him. I need to go do something. And so she drove me over to our pastor's house. And I was really thankful he I was there. At first, he was like, well, I'd want to kill him too. That would be murder, even in Texas. How could they get ironclad evidence against Foster and stop him for good? Next, Leon and Brandon take matters into their own hands. I caught him as he turned this corner to run out. The explosive confrontation and the sting operation that literally catches the predator in the act. I know about the first one. It took me a minute to realize. When you put your loved one in a nursing home, you're entrusting the staff to take care of them, to answer their calls for help. That didn't happen to 89-year-old James Dempsey, World War II veteran, father and grandfather from Woodstock. He, like all of us, deserved to live and die with dignity. Instead, video taken from a hidden camera installed by his family shows his calls for help going no. unanswered. And the nurses laughing when he needs their help the most. The 11 Alive investigators had to fight to get the video from the nursing home operators who tried to appeal its release all the way to the state's highest court. Tonight, 11 Alive's investigator, Andy Parati, has the story the nursing home...
And with me now is Russ Faria and from our St. Louis affiliate KTBI reporter Chris Hayes. Gentlemen, thanks for being with me. Thank you. Thank you. Russ, the moment the gates swung open and you walk out of prison after almost four years a free man, what is going through your mind? That right there was very surreal. It's very moving. I don't think I was able to hold myself up, so my lawyer and embrace was... Literally holding no. my leg felt very no. Even as you were working through that first trial, I imagine as an innocent man you probably stand back thinking, right, I know it all seems dark and gloomy, but surely the right thing's gonna prevail here. They will discover that I didn't do this. Unfortunately there was a lot of evidence that was correct the first trial, things that weren't allowed to be presented. My lawyer, the way I put it, it was like a hand side mm -hmm. There were a whole series of failures in that first trial that now surely have to be examined closely. The biggest failure was the suppression of evidence of a witness who was the last person to report no. that he lied benefited so from a life insurance policy. And the jury never heard it. It was astounding. For us, you now walking out as a free man, there has still been no justice for Betsy. Who killed her? Well, have my beliefs about that. Again, I don't want to throw stones at anybody, but there is overwhelming evidence that Pam Hub had something to do with it. Russ, this is probably a difficult question, but it has been alleged that there was a, a relationship going on between Pam Hub and your wife. Pam herself has said that they were having a, a lesbian relationship. What, what do you say to that? Anybody that knew my wife, and I knew her probably more than anyone. I don't know. I really honestly don't. Oh. He's been interviewed 13 times by the authorities and lawyers, and I believe different stories. So it's a matter of which one is the truth, if any. I think it's somebody grasping at straws trying to get suspicion off of so You firmly believe that she killed him. I believe that she was involved with it and possibly one or more non column. I don't know that she actually committed the deed, but I think she did have a big part. We must stress, of course, that she is not at this stage a suspect. She maintains fervently her innocence. What makes you think otherwise? Well, the insurance policy is a big factor to me. We've heard Russ say that he believes Pam Hub had. Yeah, right. Some using computerized audio. No, and slamming my head in my head, my teeth. Motherfucker. Son the fucking head.
going to set me up to be murdered. And then you want to deny, try to deny the sounds of my teeth. And a lawsuit, oh, listen to it. When the whole state gets set up to murder a victim. No, never give a fuck about those Mexican cops at all. Stay the fuck away from me. Stay the fuck away from me forever. You'll never use a victim. Ever. Ever. Look, that facility can't try to torture me. I mean, I could expect a fucking thing. Or you try to set up so much about my daughter that you act dumb in court. You act dumb? All of my messages and then what's happening to me is recorded other places. So I'm just lying, it's not drug. It's not alcohol. I won't have sex with you. Yeah, there's no image of a dog. Because I don't want to fuck a Mexican cop. And I turn in Bear County and TDCJ. No. Trying to computerize sexual exploitation still. Of a victim still. Years later, get the fuck away from me. Putting an image of a bear county. I don't give a fuck about you. I don't care. If you're dead, stay away from me. Ever. Don't care. Don't give a fuck. You don't set me up or fondle my daughter. You don't get government lawsuits, Mexicans, and there'll never be another one like me. Then you know now. I have all documentation, but it will never be for Mexican. It's America. And you threaten me and my daughter. You'll never in your life get a government lawsuit like the Wambier. Ever deserve that kind of money. You don't. Image. At all. At all. You don't deserve any money when it pertains to me and my daughter. 
ever me and my daughter do. Our civil rights were violated. Ours as a soldier. You know, I wrote a blank check. Man, how many times did I have to rewrite that blank check? How many times? It's not like you know how. Love a police officer just drove up to my home, my mother's home. Yes. Good. yes. I called to check, check your welfare. You doing okay? All right. Who called you? Somebody. I guess you were making some Facebook. I'm okay. Just documenting. See my teeth? Hear that? You're grinding your teeth. I don't grind. Technology. Put on in the justice system. Do you need my help for anything? Any medical treatment for anything? It's um technology from the justice system. That's what I'm asking. Do you need medical treatment for anything? You can make a police report because I have the documentation. What? It says targeted individual. From um it's from military. You want to see it? I mean, that'll that'll be something you take up. Right? No, it's um after being in the justice system, I go see a military um doctor or psychiatrist, yeah. and it's um they know the technology. It's like government technology put on in the justice system. And you see my face moving. The more that I report them, the worse it gets. Well, there's nothing I can do. No, it's something the justice system does when you get reported. It's it's. I work security. I work with law enforcement, so I know what it is. It's psyops technology. I am trained civil affairs with psyops from the army. There's nothing I can do for you, right? No, I mean there's nothing you could, I could do either. But um, all I can do is deal with it. It's like having a speaker on your head. It's called. It's it's a war crime. I know. Well, I guess handle that with. No, I no what no when I get a lawyer I will. Okay. All right. Have a good day, Jessica. Yeah. That chin is here. You like a target individual? Nothing you can say, right? Who's on my Facebook? Attempted murder. They have nothing to say to me anymore, do they? No.
Let me post this one too. It was on my Facebook. I mean, what can you say? Just as I mental health, because I have documentation that says otherwise not mental, not medical. That a, a targeted individual mechanical sounds on my jaw, my face, my head, through my skull. What is that? Speaker monkey? A war cry? Trying to brainwash the wrongfully convicted to death? Right? Soon enough, he shows up. Why are lawyers blocked from helping me? I should have a lawyer. You want to have me murdered, sexually exploited to death, and then avoid like you don't use slap some law for you, use it for prostitution, you use it for human trafficking. Use it for trying to kill somebody as a sacrifice. Use it remotely, but you don't get to talk about it. You kill with it. Yeah, I got a character witness from my battle buddy. Got a statement signed from a retired cop, retired Air Force veteran. I like my face. But post. Betty, I love it. No, you ain't put any Spanish words. Spanish word for prostitute. Go to prison. Exploit me, maintenance man. Again, and my daughter. That's in a lawsuit. Lose your job, end up in the gutter. End up in the gutter. Nobody cares how you work with law enforcement. You shouldn't be gossiping about me, Air County. Since you don't affiliate when I work in your security agency. Because who says that? When you look like a gang member. As soon as I say certain things to the cop, starts scratching his ear. No, you can't call people like us sluts because nobody wants to fuck you. Raunchy ass bitch.
There's no computerized audio. I've got to wait my turn. Crashing my doll. You know, they say I work security around law enforcement. Scratching your ear? That means what in the targeted individual? Videos and movies. All of them. Like asking, why do y'all do that? No. Ugh. Ugh. No. Image of Bear County Cod. Get away from me. Any image of anything about you because we're in crisis and I might have a problem. And my counselor. And my doctor. And my psychiatrist. And I'm going to be the victim advocate from hell one day. One day. It's not from Mexican trap. Go suck your dad's dick, bitch. Because y'all want to run so, your mouth so much and you are so little. Literally, like your little mouth.